Welcome to episode four of Just Listed with Real Estate by Joe and Company here in Alexandria. I'm Amy Fox. So we left off last time. We were kind of talking about this seasonal shift that happens. Mm -hmm. And the first question was, do you even want to list during that seasonal time? So if the answer is no, then you have some time and you're like, okay, I'm going to list it in the spring or whenever. What is that checklist for prepping your house to sell it fast? Because as we were kind of talking about, you look around and it's like, oh, I should really fix this, 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 but I don't want to pour money and time into this. So where mm-hmm. do you even start with what's going to make the most impact for people walking up and looking at that home? Um, I get that all the time. People walk up to me and they're like, hey, 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 what's the market doing? Um, what do I do to my home to make it sell for more? What do I do to my home? What's the trend? And so... So what's number one? What's number one? Curb appeal. Curb appeal. You hear that buzz, you know, phrase all the time, but there's something to it, right? Yeah. Biggest ROI right now. Biggest return on your investment. Siding, front door, painter front door, um, landscaping. So when we talk landscaping, I think people get super overwhelmed with that term. It's like, I got to take all this out. I Mm got to do all this. I got to put all these plants in. But I've really found that simplifying landscaping is just as easy and has a huge impact. You don't need to get all planted up. So simplifying, you mean kind of just clean up the area. So let's say you have mulch or rocks, maybe add some fresh ones to the top layer, um, trim any overgrown stuff, maybe even get rid of some of those ugly. (laughs) I have some really ugly evergreens on the side of my house that are half dead. And I was just asking my husband, I was like, can you please get those out of there for me? Not to be a dainty woman that can't myself, but he's got like the equipment for it. Mm-hmm. They're still there. Like, oh. Just get them out of my sight. <laughs> okay, so let's get into that. I'm a bit of a like redneck or I'm a little bit of a doer okay. myself. So um, I love landscaping. That's one of my jams. So that's, I'm a gardener. That's kind of all my awesome. forte. Yeah. And overgrown plants and shrubs and evergreens drive me bonk. <laughs> so get a chain Get a vehicle, wrap the chain around the base of the plant, rip it out. Okay, that's <laughs> great. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and he's gonna be like, "What, what did, you, did do? you do?" I'm totally. I think I might do that today. It works really well, and it feels really good. I can tell you that from personal experience. So clean it up, get rid of the ugly, overgrown plants. At least trim them up. Right freshen up like whatever that is maybe clean up the edges of your landscaping so one of those things too with i i hate rocks rocks are my nemesis i have them i don't like them at all i know and they're a bear cat to deal with in the sense of maintenance and the ground sinks and everything else so rocks i think are best pressure washed oh yeah Uh, you got to pressure wash them get that dirt settles in there you constantly get weeds so pressure wash them and honestly, even divide it in sections and pull back, add dirt underneath the matting, and then re-put them up if you want to do them. Otherwise, I grew up on a dairy farm, so that's kind of part of my story. I can run heavy equipment, and I love skid loaders. So <laughs> the last house we were flipping, I literally took the skid loader, and I was just bucking out the rocks. And my partner, business partner, Casey's like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I got this. But that's what I would do with rock. But I know that some people love it and there are ways to deal with it. Sections and make sure it's not sinking. If it's not sinking, 
then edge along the edging to clean it back because otherwise grass will grow over your edging into your rock and mm-hmm. it all starts to blend together. So there is maintenance to landscaping. Truly yeah, there, there is. is. And I'm the worst at weeding. Like I want the beautiful flowers, but right. I'm the worst at weeding. But I did hear, especially with rocks and stuff where it's so hard to get that grass or those yep. weeds out. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried this if you're a gardener, but if you just pour like boiling water on them or some people do like a vinegar spray, then you don't always have to pull them, but it'll just kind of make them wither away in those little nooks and crannies. Oh, that's yep. what I heard. Um, so I'm going to try that this kosher. spring when everything's growing again. Right. Vinegar, kosher salt, and I've heard um, Epsom salt. Are like, oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are good things, too. So then they're not bad for the environment either, mm-hmm. if you care about that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another hack that I heard, if you're not badass like Joe. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that. <laughs> um, and don't want to run big equipment because I feel like I would love to do it, but I feel like I'd wreck everything. Um what I heard is like, say you want to get rid of your rock, if you want to go that big into it. I've seen that people have listed it um, for sale and say you have to haul it away because some people really want those landscaping yep. materials, either like the border bricks or mm-hmm. the rock. And you tell them you get it out of here and it's yours or right. it's a low price and people will do it. Right. And because you can save a butt ton of money. So that's the other thing is like, Curb appeal. So if you're looking and you don't have any landscaping edging and you don't need to overdo it. People like don't overthink this. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't overthink it. Edging, mulch or rock. That's all you need. That's all you need. So don't if you're a gardener, if you that's your jam or you want to get somebody to do it for you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But like the average Joe, don't overthink it. Just edging, mulch or rock. And if you don't like what you have there, somebody else is trying to do that. Post it on Facebook. We talked mm-hmm. about this marketplace and say, you come, you haul, you have, right? Exactly. And let them clean it up. And then you can get your skid loader and tear around. Or <laughs> And, you know, and then instead of planting new stuff, like you said, a well-placed potted plant. Yep. And if you go anywhere, um, any of the local nurseries, you don't know anything about plants, they'll probably tell you what's yep. really low maintenance that isn't going to be a pain to just keep looking pretty in a pot by your front door. Right. And ev- and minimalist is kind of the thing, like less is more now. That's the style. So don't feel like you have to fill your landscaping, landscaping up with plants either. Okay. It's okay to just have it rock or mulch. And then, like you said, two pots at the front door, one pot at the front door, maybe one pot in the corner by your corner of your house with mm-hmm. color and that's it like yeah or stones and statues like don't overdo it don't have a million gnomes yeah but like people like big rocks i know some people my yeah. sister's one of them some nice big rocks that works too yeah and just cleaning everything up you know we have a nice front porch but when we're living there it's all cluttered with stuff from the kids mm-hmm. i got rollerblades everywhere or whatever but you can kind of stage that and clean it up. Like you mm-hmm. said, a fresh coat of stain on that deck or um, a little bit of painting paint that front, front door, door. Mm-hmm. just shines it up, get it cleaned up, and, you know, just makes people go, ooh, this place is cute. Right, exactly. Clean is, is comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So curb appeal we got done. What's the next thing that we can do if we're prepping to list? So kitchens and bathrooms sell homes. Yeah, don't give me the bull that you're not going to do it because somebody else is going to come in and do it. There's no point in doing it. There is. But then people get overwhelmed because kitchens and bathrooms can turn into very expensive projects. Right. So that's why we call it a soft 
scrub. A soft scrub means add a coat of stain to wash your cabinets. Wash them good. Maybe use a wash and a stripper. So Hirschfield's Paints told me this tip, and I love it. You can look it up online. It's TSP and bleach, and it's like a cup or a combination of each with a, a bucket of hot water. So it's like a gallon or something like that. And you wipe down your woodwork, and actually it's like a mild stripper. So it's like a teaspoon of bleach with water? Is that what that is? I think it's a cup of TSP, which is a, a chemical. Oh, okay. Right? And then I thought I, you meant a teaspoon. <laughs> and no, it's TSP. It's okay. like this stripper. Okay. Material. And then there's a. It's a combination of I think that with bleach, and um, a, a gallon of water to dilute it. Mm-hmm. And then um, you wipe down your woodwork with that. It's a mild stripper. Sure. And then you can restain. You can add a coat of paint, and that's on your like kitchen cabinets, is what I'm talking about. And you know what? We're gonna put this in a blog, so I'll put that link for that recipe. Right, stripper recipe, stripper recipe. Oh gosh, Um, no! I mean, I'll (laughs) add a dash of daddy issues. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I will put that recipe and a link to it in the blog so you guys can check it out. But that's great to use on woodwork or wash your woodwork down with Dawn soap. Wipe it down, get the grease and the dust off of your kitchen and either paint them or add a fresh coat of stain. Or you can use gel stain and you can change the color by using gel stain. I know one of the houses that we were selling had really beautiful woodwork cabinets, um, but it had old brass and enamel um handle so we changed all that out to this stainless steel it was very Mm -hmm. basic it was a little bit tedious not expensive at all and it gave the kitchen an instant facelift well that was going to be my next tip is like so make sure your cabinets are wiped down washed and then generally the first thing you can do is look at it and say okay change out the hardware yeah change out the hardware and you can bring it up and sometimes people are like i don't like the panel i don't like the color then that's where you can get to staining and painting cabinets because that's also another soft scrub for updating your kitchens but the number one thing is change out your hardware okay yeah and then i mean just like you said declutter those countertops get everything organized in the pantry you're going to do that anyway if you're going to be showing it but it's good to know just cleaning if you're if you're not going to paint the cabinets Get them clean. Maybe do a hardware switch out. Yes, for sure. Do a hardware switch out. Shine up the appliances too. Right, if you haven't already. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and appliances, that's a tough one because I think appliances always update your kitchen. Mm -hmm. But then that's a big budget buster or expensive. So I have to tell you, and I'm going to put this out there, I hate mismatch appliances. Uh huh. So to you, Mr. Consumer or Mrs. Consumer, that you think it's okay to add a stainless steel dishwasher with your white stove and white um, microwave and then your white fridge because you're slowly going to update, I'm going to tell you, especially right now, the best thing you can do is if one goes out and you want to do stainless steel or you want to change to white because actual white is trending back in, Black is good. Do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Put your old appliances on swap. There's a super need for them. Yeah, there are. You can't yeah. even get them right now. No. And do it all at once because I will tell you, you'll call me in three years. You'll want to sell and you'll go, so what do we do? Well, appliances are more now in three years. And I'm going to tell you, like, that's the biggest eyesore when your appliances don't match. Right. So if you want your kitchen to flow and look nice and updated, start with just matching appliances. Well, and don't you, I I just feel like when I've gotten ready to sell my house, every time I do an update like that, I'm like, 
why didn't I do this sooner? Because I could have actually lived with nice appliances or my cabinets looking like this or whatever. So it's not a bad thing to just, okay, this is on the list for what I should prioritize if I want to list this for sale, but Mm -hmm. also how cool I get my new appliances and just, you know, make that a priority for yourself. Right. And a tip to buyers. So I get this a lot. Obviously, we represent buyers. My whole crew represents buyers. And other realtors will go, what are the age of appliances? Here's a tip to you, Mr. Consumer. The age of your appliances is in uh, the side of inside of most of the appliances on a sticker or like the manufacturer thing. It says the age. Yeah. So you open up the microwave. There's a tag and it'll say nine of 2010. And the fridge is up atop like well, it depends on what fridge, but it'll say like 11 of 2011. So when you're looking at homes, look at that. Look at the age of your appliances. And it doesn't mean you should offer less because appliances, you don't know. I mean, you can get a, a stove and it'll last for two years. You can get a stove and it'll last for 20 years. You right. just don't know. But then you at least know the age of your appliances. And when you start replacing, let's say the moral of the story is if you replace a dishwasher and it was a 2010, look at the rest of your appliances. They're probably all a 2010. Probably all. Yep. So you're going to be replacing them all anyway shortly. So, you know. And, and the sad fact is, I mean, we just shopped for new appliances. We bought a home that had older appliances and they are starting to not work properly. So it was like, okay, well, now is the time. Let's shop. Like you said, matching. I want them all to match. Right. Um, but they're not made to last like they were. My mom just replaced a set of washer and dryer that was 40 years old. You don't hear about that anymore. (laughs) Tell her I want her old one. I know. They can go with my couch collection. (laughs) Okay, so we got the curb appeal done. We spruced up the kitchen with kind of a soft scrub remodel. Now what's next? So kitchen, also make sure when you're in your kitchen, if you're going to do hardware and you're going to make sure your cabinets shine, look at your lighting a little bit too. Oh, okay. So sometimes, and that'll get us into another section of lighting. Yeah. It's because I see it so often. They have like that nasty looking light over the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Ah, you could change this out so much earlier. Yeah. Well, lighting is something we could just talk about right now. I mean, I think that is one of them on the list that people Mm -hmm. go, wow, I have these old and... You know, sometimes brass is coming back in, whatever. But just for example, you have dated brass-looking fixtures or you have an old-looking ceiling fan or whatever. Which are the ones that we should switch out or how much of the lighting should we worry about? Definitely the kitchen? So definitely the kitchen. Lighting is a can of worms. Yeah. It is a can of worms. And when I say it's a can of worms, it means the whole floor should probably match. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Right. So if you're on the main level and there's a kitchen and there's a living room and there's a bathroom and there's a mudroom and there's a bedroom, probably want to do it all. That makes so much sense, though, because then if you don't get to like a bedroom that has an outdated fixture, then when you're walking through and you're like, oh, my gosh, this world, look at how beautiful this is. And then you go to the bedroom, you're like, well, the bedroom could use some work, but like that's all compartmentalized in your head. It's not like all the lighting needs to be changed out. It's like, oh. That bedroom, we'll just update that light fixture and it doesn't feel like there's going to be so much to do if you're a buyer. Right. Well, and that that actually just like spurred an idea or a thought in my head too is we should probably talk about a podcast one time for that buyer that says how to get a deal and it's things like that. So sure. don't get stuck as a consumer on light fixtures either. Although if you're selling, yeah, update your light fixtures. But if you're buying, 
search for the home that has mismatched light fixtures because less people are going to offer full price or asking or buy it because they're going to be like, oh, this needs so much work. So just know as a consumer, as a buyer, that's where you can get a better deal. No. Right? Good tip. So yeah. Don't go in there and go, it's so dated. It's so dated. Go, it's so dated. Great. This is where I can save some money. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, under our feet, then that's the other thing that people go, oh, my gosh, it's the can of worms. Everything in your house is a can of worms. There's always something to do. But, you know, how much do we worry about the flooring? Okay, so I would say flooring ranks higher than light fixtures. Okay. So definitely flooring um, and paint, and we'll get into paint a little bit too next, but um, flooring. So, like, think about how dated flooring can make your home look. So flooring throughout, and I think we were just, you and Matt and I were talking about this earlier. You guys mm-hmm. have a little thing going on in your Well, house. we have some damage to our kitchen floor. So then, of course, it's that whole process, which I've never been through before. It's an insurance claim, and then it's this and that, and then how much are they coming back with? And then, well, if it's not this, maybe we'll not have wood through the whole kitchen, and we'll transfer to vinyl or tile, and so that's that's all in our house, but... Yeah, where where do you start with the flooring if you're going to list your home for sale? Because where do you start and stop? Yeah. Okay, great question. I love that question because it's kind of like the light fixture thing. Make it flow through the floor for sure. People, the consumer right now, the buyer right now wants flow. And they want the whole house to flow really, but at least the floor. So if when I say the floor, people are probably like, what do you mean? I mean the level. Like, yeah. Okay, so it's the main floor, and if you have an upstairs, the upstairs should all match. The basement should all match, Sure. right? Those are the best transitions right now, not transitioning from room to room. Mm-hmm. So people want their kitchen, their hallway, their living room, and their dining room to all match. Right. That makes sense because it kind of feels boxy yes. and, you know, just and kind of closed up. in mm-hmm. if everything is different. Right. Or even if there's a hard transition from your kitchen dining room to your living room, I feel like people think that's boxy too now. Mm-hmm. The best place to make a hard transition is into your bedroom. Okay. Okay. And like, okay, so say I have to update maybe a bedroom or whatever. Is there a more popular flooring? You know, you know, because we have wood in our bedroom and I don't mind it, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't like that cold on their feet. Right. And I think in Minnesota, we're in Minnesota. So if you're listening in Florida. <laughs> you probably I, have tile. Right. You have tile and that's what they do. But in Minnesota, I do know that people are doing vinyl, LVT, vinyl plank, and wood in their bedrooms Mm -hmm. on the same level. And it looks nice. It looks great. It flows. But I do think traditionally in Minnesota, in our cold weather, is that people like carpet. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody does. And I know that you're going to be like, well, we prefer. That's great. And I know you do. But for the most part, people do like carpet and I would say it's equal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're going to make that hard transition, you need to make it somewhere make it so that your bedroom is carpet and the rest is right. LVT or hardwood. And I think sometimes carpet gets a bad rap. There's really good carpets out there that yeah. are good for the different spaces in your home. They hide a lot of the, you know, dirt. Right. Cause I love my hardwood, but you can see every speck of dirt and everything mm-hmm. that comes in a little mm-hmm. bit easier than say a carpet. And don't get me wrong, I'm a project junkie, and I love 
the look of hardwoods or LVT through your bedroom yep. that matches the whole rest of the floor. I love that look. Mm-hmm. But I'm uh, like, I like to wake up in the morning and have soft feet. Yeah, yeah. So it's a personal preference. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of times, if it's just a bedroom, you can get that piece of carpet for not a whole lot of money. Right. And do that update before you list it for sale. Right. So talking about budget. Mm-hmm. So that's something it's like, where do you start and stop? And that's where you start and stop. Is yeah. What has to match and what doesn't and where can you save money? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to paint because I think everybody thinks they're going to have to paint everything. And in reality, well, you're going to have to paint. Probably. <laughs> The answer is yes, you do. Except I love this question. I actually thought about doing a video on Facebook with this because people ask me, they're like, where do I start and stop with paint? And then their question is this. This is the golden question. Do I have to paint my kid's room? Oh, well, you always think you do because when you're a parent and you're living in that house, you think the kids' rooms are always, it's messy, it's... That probably has a pastel color or a wild, you know, color scheme. Broncos theme, Vikings theme, lime green and black is another favorite. Um, (laughs) Right? (laughs) So my answer to that question is, do I need to paint my kids' rooms? I tell people most of the time, no. Okay. okay not to unless we go into it. And if if you go into your kids' room and you're like, woof. You know, woof. I've always thought, woof, this one's a bright one. Then maybe. Yeah. Then maybe. But if you just clean it up, declutter it, stage it appropriately. So if you're Broncos theme, add some Bronco signs, mm-hmm. you know, because we talk about taking off and making bare walls. But those are rooms that you probably need to add some wall <laughs> stuff so that it it looks like it's supposed to be like that color. It's not orange with a blue stripe. And you're like, woof, why is this yeah. blue stripe? Is that the Broncos know. colors? Um, we're a Bears fans, so I don't pay attention to Broncos, but yeah, yeah, it's blue and orange also, just like the Bears. But, um, but yeah, we, I mean, I think that you made a good point. We were talking about this one time and people know it's a kid's room. Mm-hmm. And then that's probably, let's say they're bringing kids in. They're going to let their kids, this is what we did when we moved in. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to let you guys pick your paint color and you kind of do right. those things when you're moving yeah. to help the kids adjust right and that's why those rooms have the wild colors because yep. those kids got to have their personality shine in right. their one space right that's great so okay well so, now i don't have to really do much with the kitchen and the living room and the hallway and the bathroom and all of this stuff but kids rooms all right well we're going to put a fresh coat of paint on anyway and they're not going to not buy the house because of a kid's room. A kid's room. Unless it looks like it got beat up. <laughs> Unless you went in there and it looked like it's like a bomb. And you're like, holy smoke, what happened in here? Yeah. Traditionally, I have good success telling people, paint your main house. So entry, kitchen, living room, master bedroom, bathroom, all the same color. Make it flow. Okay. So pick a nice neutral color. Um, in Minnesota, so gray is still popular, but it's called a grayish, which is like warm gray, mm-hmm. which is classically the most popular. The other thing to find out what's the most popular is go to your local paint stores. and Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and they'll tell you what's the most popular. And I'm going to tell you in Minnesota, try to stay with the warm gray. Oh, Unless yeah. Unless you love the cool gray, it's good for you. But I noticed they get, they're they getting a little bit cold. Like people feel cool, mm-hmm. like cold and 
So stay with a warm gray and make it flow throughout your main floor. And then, and I would say your master bedroom should probably be the same color as the main house too. And then stop at your kid's room. And if you have like a, a space theme and a princess theme, make sure you add some decor to make those look like that's what they're supposed to be. Add some princess stickers. Yeah. You know, to the pink and the space. So it looks some- intentional. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And even the warm gray part, because I really hadn't thought about that. But there's got to be this fine line between, because you said less is more, you want things a little bit more bare, but there's stark. And yep. then there's that kind of neutral, homey warmth. Right. That's a that's a tough call. I always stress over paint colors like crazy. Yeah, I know people do. <laughs> I love, so that's another one of my jam. I love like, ooh, what color should, and to me, every house has a personality. Yep. So I like going in and going, okay. Your house is actually this color. Like, I had somebody paint their house red. They were trying to sell, and it was yellow and brown. The exterior was yellow and brown. They're like, we have been trying to sell this with multiple realtors. What do we do? And they met with me, and I was like, you need to paint this house. Like, it was like this brickish, dark, deepish red. And it this was like, ooh, probably eight years ago where... Yep, yeah, red was pretty trendy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't that bright red. And it honestly, that house... I have sold twice now and is still that brickish red. And it's a pretty, it's not even red. I don't like calling it red. It's like this maroon, earthy yeah. maroon, if that's even a color. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still that color and has sold twice. And they wow. literally painted it and sold it. And they were like, oh my gosh. That's insane. Yeah, and they're like, we would have never thought that to paint the house but is red. But that's my thing is like, I think every house has a personality. So I'm like, ooh, your house is actually not going to be gray. Your house is actually a tan cream. And people look at me like, what? <laughs> so so it's okay to not have to necessarily follow exactly what's trying. Right. Like, it needs to be gray. If you go into the paint store and you're like, I don't like any of these grays, it's probably because that's not your color or that's not the color of your home. Mm-hmm. And so then just ask them, what are the most popular house colors in, in cream, tan, sure. and gray? See what fits your personality. That's so helpful. I would have never thought to call a paint store and go, what are the most popular interior paint colors oh, they'll love ever? To tell you. Oh, I bet. I did see one house when I was looking at houses, and they had like crazy paint colors on the ceiling. It was a beautiful home, but I was like... Why is this ceiling red or green? I don't oh. really get it. I don't know. So then the new owners that are now our neighbors, they're wonderful people. That was like the first thing they changed. Oh, yeah. But who wants to have to repaint a ceiling? Oh. You oh. know, so then I. this is what I have told my kids too, just back to kid rooms, um, because I don't love to paint. We've kept their rooms with n- neutral colors. And I said, put your personality in all the accessories, because guess what? You are going to have a different taste from when you're 10 to when you're 15 and the easiest thing is just like the decorations that we hang up on the wall the curtains the bedding right. rather than having to repaint the, the <laughs> repainting in some crazy like mm-hmm. design because they found it on pinterest or whatever right and i'm not an advocate for painting your ceiling i do know that that's a theme it's a coastal theme it's more popular in florida where it's like and i do see it a lot with designers they'll do it like it's two or three shades lighter than your wall Mm -hmm. there's some mixture and some mathematical equation and i am not knocking any paint store or designer that does that because i do think that it does look good when done correctly right so kudos to those that do it good for you that's cool Mm -hmm. traditionally buyers are like what i don't know what's going on why aren't the ceilings white 
Right. So exactly. Say, so if you know you're gonna stay there for yeah, and or a if long you're a designer time. and you know that you feel comfortable doing it, do yeah. it. But yeah. for the most part, I think people are like, "Why aren't my ceilings white?" <laughs> so don't paint your ceilings. So if you're gonna be prepping over this like seasonal shift in the market, you're not gonna list it quite yet, and you want to get your home ready. Just to recap, work on that curb appeal in the landscaping. You're gonna want to do that soft remodel in the kitchen. Uh, paint, just paint. If you're gonna make it flow throughout, m- mark anything off the list not to paint. It's the kids' rooms, right? And everything else should get a fresh coat. Can I say this? Yeah. Don't come to me and don't come to any other realtor and say, "Well, I'm not gonna paint because the buyer's gonna paint. They're gonna do on. They're gonna." Oh, I bet you do. everybody says that. No, everybody that doesn't want to paint says that, <laughs> and I get it because I don't want to. That's paint fair. Either, That's fair. Right? Because get this, Target doesn't put the stuff in a box in the aisle and say, okay, dig out what you want. They put it on a mannequin. They make it look good. They advertise it and they market it. You're doing the same thing for your home. Step out of your box. Step out of your own mind and say, okay, what's popular and trendy? Because you're trying to market your home now. You're trying to make it so that it is what people want, Mm -hmm. what buyers want. They want it to be trendy and they want it to be to the market. So that means you have to paint your home. And you know what? What we've found, because my husband and I don't like to paint, you usually can find people who do. Yeah. You know, you like to run a big skid loader. (laughs) I I don't want to do that. But we have like friends that uh, he painted homes in college as his part-time job. Yes. And he goes, I can paint quick. I can paint fast. I don't want to trim. So we'll do the trim work and then help paint. He did that when we moved in and we wanted a fresh coat on stuff. And it was like, okay, well, we'll buy you pizza and beer. And people will usually do that. Or you throw them a few bucks and then you don't have all the mess and all the, right. you know, supplies of painting and all. If that stresses you out, find someone. That there are people who like painting. Right. There's a lot. I think in Alexandria, there's a lot of painters. And actually, your paint store has a list of painters. And by the way, I'm going to say I want royalties from all the local paint stores now because I have literally <laughs> shuffled people your way several times now. <laughs> paint, paint, paint. Right. Very First important. First built in Sherwin-Williams, I would like a call. <laughs> I do believe in painting, and I do believe in painting a trendy color, and it trends change. So when you're ready and you know you're going to list within months or whatever, don't call me. The other thing people will say, well, we plan on listing in like five years. Okay, well, you know what? Call me when you're six months from your five years, and we'll talk about what the trend is. Because the trend's going to change. And if it doesn't, then you got on the early cusp of the, you know, the trends last yeah. 10 years, but whatever. Um, I'm thinking about downsizing when my kid graduates in nine years, Joe. Can you help me plan? <laughs> we'd like to start looking. What they tell me is we'd like to start looking and get yeah. an idea of the market. Here's the deal. <laughs> the market changes so much in yeah. that time. The market changes. And then we were talking about that seasonal shift. I'm going to tell the consumer right now, hey, guess what? The market changes within months. Like, Six months, mm-hmm. there could be a drastic change. So if you're going to start buying, Mr. Buyer, I'm going to tell you this, Mr. Consumer, look online. Because what you look at this summer is not what's going to be there next summer. Right. And it's also not necessarily going to be the same price at all. Yeah, yeah. I think we're opening up a whole nother can of worms right. that we should probably get into, too. Later, just like the yeah. yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk real estate a lot. Just Listed, the podcast, of course, hosted by Real Estate by Joe and Company here in Alexandria, Minnesota. Joe, how can people find you if they want to reach out and they need a good local realtor? 
Come down to Big Ole, right? Yeah, you're right by there. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the website on realestatebyjoe.com, J-O for Joe. And this is Joanna Viesdo with Real Estate by Joe. Hardworking Minnesota farm girl, and of course, we sell faster. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at fannie mae.com slash credit education. Hey. 